We are actuaries. In a world filled with unpredictability, we use our math skills to navigate uncertainty. Actuaries make a difference in people's lives across industries and the world. Actuaries have the freedom to work anywhere. And according to U.S. News & World Report, we're the 25th top-paying career. Make an impact as a fact-seeker and a truth-teller. Use your math skills for good as an actuary. The world needs you. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Mr. Young and Foreign. Get to the gut! Woo! Your podcast sucks! Brother, hey. we have so many things to talk about, and I never thought we would be talking about this very topic, but here we are. It's been a crazy year. You know what? I don't know what to believe anymore. Let's get the pleasantries out the way. It's Mr. Young. And it's four in a building, bro. First and foremost. Yeah. What do you think, bro? What? what? <laughs> <laughs> yes, I'm liking I'm the new vibes. I don't know why it's... Got that vibe, you know what I'm saying? Uh, let me say hello to chat right now, Zane G. What's up to you as well? Thank you so much for dropping by the live stream. Yo, man, what's up? What's up? I go. I hope you guys are already in for a good time because uh, we've got Ooh. a lot to discuss. We've got a lot to dive into today, man. And we would love to hear your ideas, your comments, your speculations as well. Um, but okay, okay. Before we do anything, though, we. Well, more like Mila, because I have been kind of busy this morning. I haven't yep. caught up on the Logan Paul Floyd Mayweather match. Is that thing over? Has it, it uh, is over? Has Floyd and Mayweather tooled? Result. Okay, did he tool the tool up? Because that's the only acceptable result, bro. Oh man, I don't know whether you're gonna be surprised or you're gonna be disappointed. Right, bro. Oh 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 oh. But actually, Logan Paul lasted all eight rounds. Wait, wait, so it was an eight-round exhibition. It wasn't 12 rounds. Yeah, so it was an eight-round exhibition oh. match. Uh, it's not going to be on his record. Don't worry. Mm. So, uh, yeah, he just went He just went a distance. He didn't get knocked out. Okay, and... but but did it seem like Floyd was just kind of, you know, giving him chance, sort of just letting him do his thing? Because, you know, Floyd is very well known for being the most defensive boxer out there, right? Like, nobody can touch him. So did yeah, Logan yeah. Paul even touch him? So, you know, he's not known for his knockout power, right? Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. That, like, he is basically what you say. He's a defensive puncher and all that. Mm. So, the thing is, I was very, very annoyed by the commentary. <laughs> Bro, the commentary is just there for payday. Yeah. They are just like a bunch of boys that are just sitting around like us. They're just talking shit about the match. They're just shitting on the match as it's happening. Really? So, they were like, um, they were like, uh... Oh, yeah, do a TikTok. Come on, Logan Paul, do a TikTok. This is going to last longer than your TikTok, bro. <laughs> and no. then, um, okay, so but... they were trying to egg uh, Floyd Mayweather on and say like, uh, Floyd, we know you're not a knockout puncher, but for the love of God, please knock this guy out. Please yeah, yeah. knock this guy out, yeah. you know? So, um, but you can tell from the way like uh, Mayweather was boxing, mm -hmm. he, he was he was having fun, you know? Mm. I, I don't think he was going to trying to knock him out or he was trying to make an example of him. I think he was just enjoying. He was he did uh, say at the end of the match that yeah. he's surprised by his resilience because he, he actually took a lot of like 
hooks directly to your face. No kidding. So, okay, he did land punches. Irvin, how are you doing, by the way? Welcome to the stream. It's hey, always good to up? see you. Irvin says, uh, when eight rounds, consider a draw. Floyd landed 40%. Paul landed 10%. Well, no surprise there. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, so J- uh, Paul took a lot of uh, clean shots to the face, but... Mm. Um, I, I don't know, maybe because he's a bigger guy. Also, so yeah. I, I think, yeah. Hold on, isn't there a huge weight disparity here? This is not yeah. like, a, like, this is a catch weight fight. Like, this is not like, they're not equal weight, right? Yeah, yeah, they're not equal weight. So, I mean, okay, at the end of the day, you know what this smells like to me? Money, so money. money. Yeah, so yeah. It's a money, money grab. Money, like on all sides, it's a money grab. And I think even the commentators know it. And for those who paid for this, like, Oh, you got what you got. Like Bro, I know the one, the only ones that lost are the ones that paid money on pay per view. Exactly, the ones right. who won are the ones that live stream for free for free for no reason. <laughs> uh, yeah, we don't suggest you do such illegal okay, activities. Wait, but bef- before yeah. that, I need to mention something interesting. Yeah, there was a wrestling connection to the event. Oh God, there was. Oh God. So apparently, during the the match, like in between rounds, they actually like did like they put up a show reel of all of Floyd Floyd Mayweather's past exhibition bouts. Wait. Big Show, yeah, they actually they actually true to an image of him fighting Big Show as like, oh, this is like some of the crazy wacky things that Floyd has done outside of his professional career. But but Big Show that that was a work. It wasn't even a shoot. At least this you can consider a shoot. You know yeah. what? This sounds like to me it was a sparring match. Like you go to any gym, you can see a sparring match like this. But you know what was funny because uh, they were talking about the weight disparity, right? Mm. Between Logan Paul and Floyd. And then uh, when they threw it to the big show man, it's like, hey, hey, you know, Flo- <laughs> Floyd has not. He, what is Logan Paul? He has fought a super heavyweight. Okay, in yeah. The big yeah. Show. <laughs> I know that's funny, but I mean, to us, we know that, okay, one's a shoot, one's a work. So there is a huge difference there. Yeah, I, um, I, I, I think they acknowledge that it was a yeah. work kind of thing, but it's just that. It just goes in line with the wackiness of the team. Yeah. Irvin you know? uh, says, you know, the 40 pound weight disparity. You see, see that, that is an actual factor. Unlike one certain, I'm, I'm going to bring it back to wrestling now, QT Marshall or Marshall, one pound is not a fucking weight disparity. Nobody gives a flying fuck, okay? Let me just put I, that out there. I, I had to throw my one mention of AEW because we're not going to talk about AEW today unless you have anything to bring up. I think I think we already cleared uh, uh, what, <laughs> a lot of what AEW has done last week. Look, but I, oh, actually, we missed... Uh, well, actually, no, it just happened. So we need to bring this up. And it is in line with our topic for today. But Andrade El Idolo is all elite. Mark Henry, the world's strongest man, is all elite. Thoughts? Yeah, man. That, that's a crazy thing. We didn't mention about Mark Henry. I think we were so fixated about the event last week that Yo, like you know what Mark Henry kind of slip our minds. You know what that is though. That's a good thing because it was a good event. Like I will give props where it's due. I'm not Mister Oh I hate AEW right. Like I'll call out the bullshit like Cody, <clears throat> but the rest of the event was good so much so that we can kind of forgot about Mark Henry lah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But right, I need to say something about L.A. Delos debut. Mm. I kind of think that Vicky might have botched. His announcement? A little bit. He, he did, she did, right? Yeah, a little bit. But I said, I don't understand why she needs to be with him. Does he really need that heat from her? Like, you know, like, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe maybe they just want to, like, introduce audiences to, like, hey, this guy is the new Eddie Guerrero, you know, to be teamed up with the wife. Uh, I maybe. guess. But who don't know El Idolo? I mean, uh, Andrade, you know? He was one of the big name um, people to have been released or left the WWE. The only way this thing pays out, you know, well, is mm. that, you know, he rides with Vicky for a while 
And then maybe they get he gets six of six of her like after two months and like okay you know what I want someone younger fresher <laughs> better and you know welcome to AEW Tia Trinidad. Oh, Tia, oh and Zelina Vega you mean? For me, no, Zelina ah, Vega. Ah, yeah. okay. Ooh, actually that that would be very interesting. But um, mm-hmm. yeah, so it's a very very interesting time for the pro wrestling scene. A yes. uh, very exciting time, by the way. Uh, if you haven't already. Let me just mention, drop us a follow on our socials, on Instagram, on Facebook, on YouTube. If you haven't hit subscribe, hey, do us a favor, hit subscribe, hit that like button. It really, really helps us out, all right? Kick to the gut on all those social media platforms. Okay. Currently, currently we are on 459 followers on Instagram. We need one Ooh. more to make it 460, make it a round number. <laughs> okay. So please follow us if you haven't. Uh, and on, on YouTube, we have already reached 80 subscribers. Nice. Know? It's a road to 1 million. <laughs> yeah, road to 1 million. I like the optimism, sir. But yeah, help us out man and of course uh, if you're already listening to us on Spotify and on Apple Podcasts we thank you so much for coming with us on this right now let's talk about the big news and when it hit I remember it was was it like quite late at night you messaged me right I'm like yes it was early in the morning early in the morning yeah you messaged me I was like this has to be a joke is it what like what really so okay um let's get down to it I guess Braun Strowman was the biggest name right Yes. Uh, Braun Strowman, Lana, that one no surprise, to be honest. Alistair Black, uh, Santana Garrett, Ruby Riot. Who am I missing? I think, I think Murphy. that's it, like six people. Murphy. Uh, Buddy Murphy, yes. Ah, yes. So all released. Um, okay, so there's a lot of talk right now. And if you combine, let, let's just look at all the people they've released in 2021, actually. Mm, just as okay. a wrap up, okay? Lars Sullivan, Steve Cutler, Big Show, Andrade. Samoa Joe, Mojo Rawley, Billy K. Payton, Royce, Wesley Blake, Bo Dallas, Kalisto, Tucker, Chelsea Green, Mickey James, Jessamine Duke, Velveteen Dream, Vanessa Bourne, um, Kavita Devi, Alexander Wolf, Adnan Verk. Well, I mean, wait, hold on. Tom Phillips? Yes, Tom Phillips was released as well. No. Yeah, bro. Hold on, hold on. I thought they just demoted him, I mean, uh, moved him to the main event. Well, he didn't even last long in the main event. Only a few weeks and he's gone. Okay, do you think he asked for the release because he got slighted? Mm. And I wouldn't even blame him because, you know, like he was the guy on Raw. It's not like he was doing such a poor job, but they just gave his job away. I kind of feel like, yes. he. I don't think he was fired. I think he asked for his release. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Wait, Alexander Wolf. Are you saying Alexander Wolf from... Sanity, like, uh, formerly Sanity and now Imperium. If you watch the NXT promos, he's kind of not really there anymore. So there's so Imperial now a three man team. Three man team. That's well, I mean they could obviously add Killian Dane at some point, like you know, get some European uh, connection there. I mean the thing is Alexander Wolf never really figured much, but but I thought that he was having this interesting rivalry with um Killian Dane and yeah. Jake Maverick. Yeah, yeah. It, I think it was uh, okay. Let's just acknowledge this, and then he's gonna just fuck off. So, so then then he just drop it, just like a Dark Father gimmick, la. Yeah. Okay. Oh God. Yeah. Um. Okay. Just looking at that list, right? There are a lot of. Um, big names, some like understandable, like, you know, like Steve Cutler, like Wesley Blake, like Tucker, they were kind of going nowhere. Mickey James, like, you know, veterans, but they probably commanded a lot of money and their quote unquote shelf life was done. So you Mm. understand. Uh, But like names like Braun Strowman, um, Alistair Black, I think those are the ones that jump out, right? Those are the two biggest names that is like a hate scratcher. Mm. Not... Because, like, you know, I mean, if you really sit down and think about it, like, if it's because of a contract situation, maybe we can find reasons. Yeah. But on the surface, you're talking about a recent World world Heavyweight Championship contender. Yeah. You know? And then you're talking about 
Alistair Black, which is the weirdest timing of all. He literally just returned mm. on TV and they spent like weeks building up a new gimmick for him. Yeah, and then it's like bye-bye. And according to his like Instagram or his social media, it seems like he was not expecting this as well. Which leads me to think that this is probably a money, money, yeah, yeah issue within the WWE. Quote-unquote budget cuts, right? And okay, I, I did a bit of digging and reading on the dirt sheets and then... I came to find out, about, because I don't usually read the dirt sheets. I, I just like to talk about the product that I watch. I try not to yeah. like want to know too much of the backstage stuff because, you know, it's I, I still enjoy the illusion. You know what I'm saying? Okay. Yeah, but uh, I did a bit of digging and a lot of people are talking about, this leads us to our next topic, I guess, the WWE looking to sell. Now, um, before we say anything, okay, Irvin says, can you imagine if they swerve and add Drake Maverick to Imperium instead? The map is, can you imagine Drake Maverick doing all that shit? Uh, first of all, you need to get a new, new accent. Yeah, yeah. And be hailed from somewhere in Europe, find a country to adopt. I think he looks like a German guy. Yeah. Uh, can pull off or you can pull off. Wait, isn't he English? Also can, uh, he European or then? Oh yeah, he is English. Rockstar uh, Spud. Yeah. I remember Rockstar Spud when he was more like calling his UK roots. Right. But yeah. Irvin says Murphy left to be with Aaliyah, really? Oh, oh my god. I was like, who is Aaliyah then? And I realized well, Aaliyah Mysterio. Bro, your favorite love story, bro. She forget. <sighs> I for, yeah, I'm so sad. I'm so sad that that didn't go anywhere. Okay, so I did a bit of digging, like I said, and the whole big rumor is WWE is looking to sell because not only have these superstars been released, right, but also a lot of internal staff, high-ranking uh, officials in WWE. Like we're talking about in the office side, management, they've been released as well. What's the connection between selling your stars and trying to pull it out for sale. Hey bro, selling your stars. Don't sell on you like that, Lee. Wallow. <laughs> I mean, Braun Strowman is, okay, maybe two years since his prime. Mm -hmm. But still okay. a, a big name. Um, The whole thing is, like if you think about it, right? If let's say the rumors are true that WWE is looking to sell. um, For example, let's say Braun Strowman has a fat, juicy contract. And I'm sure he does. Right, yes. the rumor is that his contract is worth about like a million dollars a year. They he negotiated it very well, and mm -hmm. this was during quote unquote better times, I guess. Even though yep. WWE is actually technically doing very well, but think about it: a one million dollar a year liability. That is what Braun Strowman is. If you're thinking about it from a money standpoint, correct? Yeah. So do and you also think because yeah. he's not like the number one guy, like a main event the way he was portrayed two years yeah. ago? So do you think that he's bringing in the is he worth that investment? I think they're looking at these books going, you know what? Nope, not worth it. He's not bringing in that amount, maybe in t-shirt sales, etc., etc. So he's like, all right, um, we have to write off or get rid of this $1 million a year deficit. So it makes their valuation higher. So they're worth more because yeah. now they don't have all these liabilities. I mean, it all adds up, right? If you talk about yeah. Alistair Black, I'm sure has a decent contract as well. And then you add up all these other smaller contracts. It's probably like, oh, all of a sudden your company is worth $5 million more. You know what's crazy? Mm. So like, you know, okay, I'm kind of the opposite of you where like I just drown myself in all the rumors and innuendo sure. and all the dirt sheets. Mm. So like, I'm kind of pretty close to the ground in terms of following up with this news. One of the reasons that was so weird about the contract that Braun Strowman negotiated, right? Like, mm. you, like you mentioned, it's a million dollar contract. Um, this was during the time when AEW was getting on the on the ball, right? In yeah. 2019. That's why people like the Revival managed to negotiate a big fat contract. 
um, and a lot of other stars during this period negotiated a contract. But apparently, for some weird reason, mm-hmm. Braun Strowman was one of the only stars, like one of the big, bigger names, that really negotiated a contract, but didn't insert this clause where he's not allowed to be fired during the um the duration of his contract. Oh, so it has so so like a lot of the top stars when they negotiated new contracts, they they make it a point where um. If you want to, it has to be a mutually, uh, right. mutually agreed termination. Bro, or you, you, he asked for the release. You explained it there already. Then, you, he, yes. as in, he asked for a quote unquote a release valve, right? Like they can just cancel the contract whenever because he negotiated that. That's why WWE looked at all the contracts. Okay, this one cannot. This one cannot. Ah, oh, this one can. Bye bye. So right, makes perfect you know, sense to me, bro. You know what this shows, right? Mm. Shane McMahon was right all along, lah. Ross Roman is stupid. Oh, stop it. Stop it. <laughs> oh stupid. my god. Don't don't say that. The Shadow, how are you doing, man? Thank you so much for joining in the stream. Hope you're having man. a great Monday so far, Lavin. You just missed my joke. Uh no, <laughs> I think he's been here for a while, actually. Okay, but but here's the weird thing, right? Yeah. I believe, right? Maybe Braun Strowman was so blindly loyal to WWE. Mm. And he has said that in quotes in recent years, saying yeah. that, you know. If WWE were to fire him or for some reason, like things didn't work out in WWE, he's done with wrestling. He doesn't Correct. want to work for any other company. Bro, he posted an Instagram post, what? That he was not, he said he was not going to sign with any other company. If he isn't working with WWE, he's out. He's just going to do something else. Yes, yeah, so I think he was so blind. Like, maybe he didn't think that WWE would fire him, you know? Mm, so mm. Uh, he, that was the last thing in his mind. Like, oh, okay, maybe I should have this thing just in case yeah. they want to play punk with me. So for a guy who's so blindly loyal to WWE, how ironic is that the company stabbed him in the back? Oh, okay, well, I wouldn't be surprised though if down the road when pings, uh, pings, things pick up, they will mm-hmm. just bring him back anytime he can just show up on the Royal Rumble, blah, 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 that kind of thing. And then maybe this time he'll come back smarter and negotiate, uh, you know, a, a locked-in clause, stuff like that. Irvin uh, says yeah. Braun isn't very versatile if you think about it. It's not much more they can do with him. Even if he's not versatile, a lot of things uh, that were people saying online is how... Um, because they, he uh, Vince has already has almost he already have Commander Aziz, they are like legitimately bigger, taller guys than Braun Strowman, and they're probably so they're cheaper. Of... Sorry, they're cheaper. Their contracts yeah, yes. are probably way smaller than Braun. Much cheaper, maybe much more. Uh, like earlier on in their career, they can you know mold them into what they want, and like if Braun's entire gimmick was he's supposed to be the giant in the WWE mm-hmm. to take over Big Show, what if an- another legitimate giant came? Mm. But for me, right, I, I have an issue with this. Just just okay, just because Great Kali got signed, does <laughs> that mean you fire Big Show and Kane? No, no of course not. No, there's always room for giants to have giant brawls and attractions yeah. and stuff like that. But like I said, this giant was just too expensive. It was just a liability that had to go. And so, it yeah. is in line with the whole notion idea that they want to sell because it just makes their books look better. And if you looked at the um, some someone, I think it was uh, Edison. He sent uh, on my Discord a screenshot of the WWE stock right after all these things happened. It went up. Yep. Mm. Well, who's I get? Okay, you know what? I okay. I don't know whether to give credit or lay the blame on Nick Khan. This new <laughs> EVP is really doing his job. If you yeah. think about it. Yeah. He's trying okay. to make the company profitable, right? Yeah. Shadow says the his theory is that the Khans are in cahoots. Maybe they're actually related. Mm. It was me! 
It was me all along. And, and they want to be big... wrestling royalty. Can you imagine the Khans own all of pro wrestling in North America? Bro, they got a secret third brother, bro. Mm. Sharukan. Abhak. <laughs> Bollywood pro wrestling. And he's actually been secretly bankrolling this whole shit, right? Um, uh, look, I don't think that... Um, First no, of no all, real, come on, no, no it's no relationship. It's a funny coincidence and everything. But at the end of the day, WWE, if they were to sell, they're looking to sell to Fox, NBC, one of the big networks that can continue on the legacy, quote unquote, right? And which brings me to, you know, talking about legacy. No, I'm not talking about uh, Randy and Ted DiBiase and Cody Rhodes. Yeah, sure. But like the idea of Vince McMahon giving up his baby doesn't sit well with me. You know what I mean? Hmm. I agree because like it reminds me of like George Lucas in Star Wars. Yeah. Giving up like, you know, the entire um even Walt Disney is actually given up. Like Walt Disney, the actual Walt Disney guy, before he passed away, he gave up his company to a conglomerate. Mm -hmm, you know? Mm -hmm. So like um Well, you more more recently, uh, if you want another example, the UFC, they sold to uh eh? They sold to who already? Yeah? Was it uh, Fox? Fox at first, then ESPN. Uh, no, there, there is like the broadcasting rights, but ownership rights oh. is apparently this this company that I've never heard of before, but it's like, they are like, they do representation for all the artists, like IMG oh, and yeah, the yeah. Team, you know, yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, that's right, that's right. So yeah, the, essentially Zufa, as in the Fertitas, they are like, okay, we're just going to sell off majority share. They'll still be Actually, there as like, you know, board members, stuff like that. Dana White remain. So that could be the deal going ahead. But okay, let me throw in a, a, a spanner, right? Mm -hmm. to counteract this theory that they want to sell. If you're going to sell the company, then why get rid of your biggest asset, which is the broadcast rights? As in, you know the deal they made with Peacock? Yeah. They should hold that back if they want to sell the whole company, right? So that their value would be even higher. Okay, put it this way, right? If Peacock is... Okay, so if NBC is one of the potential buyers, right? Mm. Wouldn't Peacock be like a testing ground period Maybe Where, because they only you know sign like a five year deal or some shit like that. It's mm. not it's not even a perpetual licensing, but it's on a test water and see whether it um that they, what was the difference you know in terms of like revenue exposure did it help being on Peacock? Mm. Um, I wanted to ask you this question mm -hmm. since UFC sold you know the ownership to this big conglomerate this corporation, how how what's the difference? What what is any tangible thing that has been seen? To be honest, yeah, it's less of a Wild West show, if anything. But the problem is then, okay, then a lot of issues, people complain about uh, fighter pay, right? Then mm. you got the uh, merchandise licensing, it went to Reebok. And to be honest, a lot of the Reebok gear looked like crap. Lah. Yeah. You know, stuff like that. So a lot of the quote-unquote power was taken away from the... What, what, what the fans viewed as this is our sport now all of a sudden has become nice and shiny. You know, I I think every fan base will feel like that. Like, oh, these big conglomerates, they don't know what they're doing. They'll ruin the product because all these um, suits will have things to say. And that brings us to a very not so recent, but definitely a scenario that we've seen before in WCW. Yeah. Yeah, because WCW was owned by a corporation. Yeah. They, they were originally uh, bought over... Uh, by Ted Turner, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, but in their heyday, yeah. though, like because they had Ted Turner bankrolling it and everything, they were doing well. But then when they got sold, I believe, was it to Time Warner? Time Warner, yeah, yes. They didn't know what to do with it. It was just all over the map, you know? Like, okay, like if WWE does sell, but they retain Triple H, they retain all the, you know, head staff there, 
to run the storylines and stuff like that, then, okay, not an issue. But if they decide, okay, no, no, we want our own people in, oh, all the suits have to have a say, then what's your lot, Liao? Okay, so I'm looking at a couple of ways, okay? When you talk about how UFC right now is becoming super um, cleaned up, mm-hmm. um, it's, it's, it's a bit too shiny and streamlined. And if you think about it, they take the power away from the, the uh, fighters themselves, mm-hmm. right? The fighters can't can cut a stick into it unless like they are a big draw like a McGregor then they can he can negotiate pay-per-view rights at yep. that level yeah but essentially being under ownership means the fighters the rosters are employees mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. but if you want to do a comparison I think a very interesting comparison you can look at where there is no um, so-called uh, streamlined uh, in terms of the industry where it's completely a free market mm. look at boxing Oh yes. Boxing, okay. Boxing, the only thing that so-called as an organization handling it is just the 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 what do you call it? The sports the, the one that gives all the regulations. Sports commissions, yes. Yeah, the sports commission. So the only thing that they do is just to ensure that it's a, a, a fair sport, right? Yeah. But in terms of promotion, in terms of ownership, in terms of pay-per-view slice, it's literally the purse is negotiated between the fighters. Right, right. So the fighters can come in as like businessmen and promote their stuff, right? Mm-hmm. And it, here's the interesting thing I've always wondered. Why do boxers make so much more money from their one-off fights than <laughs> like UFC fighters? Uh, because boxing has... And I has... The, the reason is like... Sorry? No, but, no I mean, the, the sheer matter of the fact is the boxing has been around way longer too. You, you can't discount that, right? I think that has to do uh, more to do with anything than ever. If, if MMA has been around as long as boxing... And there were that many freaking like disparate organizations, then yes. But the reason MMA is not there is because there's only one big corporation, if you think about it. Now two lah, I guess, UFC and one. Yeah. And and also there's just one more caveat in regards to for boxing, right? Mm-hmm. It's literally they cut off the middleman of the ownership, the company ownership. No, no but then you have an issue. Yeah, but then you have an issue of there are too many different, uh, you know, groups, titles. It's all watered down. So you'll never get the you know, best versus the best because one is in this division, one is in that division, even though they are the same weight. You know what I mean? And yeah, and boxing, you're looking at the top Comedy few of- people who make the money. The rest are like, eh, they're kind of all right only. You know what I mean? Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. <gasps> no, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. So that, that's where it's like uh, Wild Wild West like, in that sense, right? Yeah, yeah. So yeah. there are pros and cons to... Because obviously WWF, if you think about it, it was like boxing back in the day. It was wholly unregulated. Mm-hmm. 
it was his own kind of making up the rules as they go along yeah. kind of shit. So for them to sell it off to a corporation like this gives them so-called the mainstream um, acceptance, you know, in terms of in terms of societal, like, okay, they know, like, okay, this is... Are you talking about thing. WWE now or what? In terms of... WWE is already, I feel like, taking steps towards that. And selling them, it will be like the final push into... The court, the, let's call it the marvelization of the, the industry, lah. Uh, but at the end of the day, though, like I mean, okay, then the topic goes to like you know wrestler welfare. Does selling it mean that they will be regulated now? I I would say the answer is no. The system works as it is for well, not for the, the benefit of the wrestlers, lah, but for the WWE. <laughs> so I don't think that you know like welfare will become all of a sudden a real thing. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay, let, let, let's let, let's jump to a conclusion and put our stand in this. Are you f- for or against WWE selling? Um, uh, 100%, 100% against. Like, I mean, as a long-time fan, mm-hmm. I think that selling just is a very dangerous thing because, like I said, once suits get involved, once, you know, like, they can always say, oh, yeah, we'll let you run things, but then they might be one or two fellas who are sitting on a board somewhere who are like, I have a vision and all of a sudden they start tweaking shit. Or you have a Tony Khan-like motherfucker who's like, I will let y'all handle it and then all of a sudden, five years down the road, he's best broker of 2025. You, you know what I mean? Yeah, that's true. Um, I, w- I want to use a Marvel reference. About- <laughs> it's basically the equivalent of signing the Sokovia Accords. Your, you know, <laughs> like like our hands are our own to to control, right? Like, yeah. like maybe like this is like a Captain America thinking, right? Yeah. If we give up the right to protect the freedom of like whatever is creatively for better or for worse, mm-hmm. if we give up the right for WWE to decide how they want to run the company, yeah, then like like, like literally that is that reaches a point where. You can never take yeah. it back. Whenever yeah. a corporation decides, oh, this is the direction of the company, then that's the direction of the company. So if anything, you're probably going to be looking at a even more PG WWE. Yeah. If yeah. they do sell. Uh, maybe WrestleMania will be like the Super Bowl. Like after every single match, got the three-minute commercial break. <laughs> maybe. Why not? Right? Uh, Div Royalty, thank you so much for dropping by the live chat. How are you? Hello. How's everybody's Mondays, huh? Uh, Irvin says, talking about boxing, there's undercut boxers earning a few thousand dollars on big pay-per-views. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, the the lower like 10%, 90%, sorry, they don't earn much, really. It's yeah. just the few who are big money, money, money. Yeah, yeah, that's all it is. This is the theme of the entire show today. It's money, money. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and and it's, it's tough because like, it's so weird. WWE's valuation has never been higher in its history, mm-hmm. but the product has never been so unwatchable in its entire history as well. Well, the PG era would beg to differ, but okay. Uh, <laughs> like, I mean, okay, in terms of... I, I, I get what you're saying, though. Like, current product without... Like, I mean, not looking at NXT, right? Really, who are their big draws? Other than no. Roman Reigns. Who? Nothing. Okay. And and it's crazy, you know, like literally the reason why they got such big blockbuster deals from all these companies, right, mm. is they are banking on the legacy 
of WWE like the, the all the historical content yeah. people remember WWE back in the day so I think mm. how they managed to even sell it at such a high price is because oh I'm going to give you access to all this awesome content yeah. and, and like it's not as if like the new content is going to be as memorable right yeah 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 and well I mean yeah lah right now obviously I, I, I really think though if let's say WWE does sell and Differalty says if they do sell she'll feel low-key abandoned because mm. been watching WWE with a McMahon all my life well here's the thing even if they do sell the McMahons will still be a part of the company I'm sure at some you know management level because they have the know-how the expertise and stuff like that so I wouldn't assume like oh you know all of a sudden all the McMahons Triple H yeah and of course Mr. Levesque will be the most pissed off lah. he's probably yeah. thinking isn't this supposed to go to me <laughs> and Triple H is a wrestling purist like yeah he yeah. would want I think he of all people especially at his position in power now mm. wouldn't want it to go into the hands of suits yeah even if he is a suit now but at least he's someone who is in the wrestling business yeah the best case scenario bro like the only way this can work out right mm. is for some weird ass reason the corporation that buys over the company are huge legacy fans of mm. WWE oh see here's the thing legacy fans is one thing being a fan is one thing but knowing who to give the reins to is another thing let me bring up the best book of 2021 again we all know Tony Khan is a legacy fan but now that he's gotten a bit of the, oh, hey, I can cut promos. Oh, you, you know, like, right off the bat, remember when AEW first started, he was just supposed to be the bankroller. He's yep. just giving the money. Uh, I leave it to my EVPs, Cody Rhodes, uh, Kenny Omega, Chris Jack, whoever the fuck, right? Mm. Uh, Young Bucks. But now he's cutting promos. Half a year later, I'm sure he'll be in some fucking angle. Uh, y- you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So, like, I get what you mean, like, they have to be legacy fans in the sense that they want to bring the product forward, not be too personally invested that they yeah. want to be in the, the product show. Right, Look, man. Like, ah, I mean, I, I give don't. You a, I, can, I can give you a very good example. Mm-hmm. Um, have you been watching Mandalorian? Nope. Well, Mandalorian is is directed and um conceptualized by John Favreau. Mm-hmm. So John Favreau is a huge legacy Star Wars fan. Ah. Right. So, but the thing is, he took whatever he loved from Star Wars, mm-hmm. tried to create something new and added on to the universe of Star Wars. Right. And he and he has the the knowledge of, you know, the fandom to um, inform how he makes decisions, right? Yeah. Uh, I, I think that one is okay. It's not as if, <laughs> it's not as if John Favreau become the starring actor in a, in a new Star Wars series about him, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's, that's I get that's a, the, the conflict is there. La. So there are a lot of what-ifs. If they do sell, if it's just a money thing, if they, like, you know, work out a deal where, okay, we sell it, you own the rights, you get the profits, but you don't tell us what to do. You know, I think that is going to be so, so key in this right now. If it's just a, you know, like, cash grab, all right, uh, Vince wants to retire, then, well, shit, you know? Yeah, well... I don't know because the thing is Vince has always been passionate about wrestling and yeah. he's always been a self-made man. I do not know in what situation, even at this later stage in his life, mm-hmm. that he wants to give up his baby. Yeah. You know, I like, think he's too proud of a guy. Exactly. Wouldn't he want to bequeath it or hand it over to Stephanie, Shane, Triple H? Like he yeah. seems like the guy who would, right? So I don't know, at, man. Okay, at most, right, the only so-called flirtation that he might entertain is licensing um, WrestleMania on a mm. big network. Like, sure. okay, one-off. Hey, but, okay, that being said, I just remembered something, right? Like, didn't Vince buy over WWF from his dad? 
So he is a self-made man, So, but I feel like he wouldn't want to then just give the corporation over to Stephanie. So maybe, in a way, he's like, you know, but like, hey, you got yeah, to earn your keep. Like, like you so know... What, and, Ste- triple threat match. Stephanie versus fun. Triple H versus Shane McMahon. For, for the rights to the WWE. Okay, no. Maybe storyline, yes. But in terms of real life, probably not. Huh? <laughs> but you know what I mean? Like, he doesn't... But as much as he thinks of the WWE as his creation, right? At the end of the day, I don't think he would be the type of guy to just give everything off to Stephanie. And it's not like Stephanie is hurting in terms of money, you know? So. Yeah. I don't um, know, man. Uh, um, it's, it's, it's really tough to see what's the future of the WWE going forward. But it seems like a lot of gears are in motion behind the scenes. Yeah. That well, makes it seem like a likely possibility. Then again, it could just be the dirt sheets making stories... <laughs> And, you know, and it's great for us to speculate and think of a future where WWE is sold off to, I don't know who, but you know what I mean? Uh-huh, and, uh-huh. And, and what if NBC one day in 10 years time, they think that, oh, we don't need a wrestling product. That's it. Uh, the end of yeah. WWE. Do you think Vince would risk that? Uh, it's, oh man. And another thing I have to keep in mind, right, is that WWE is the industry leader of pro wrestling. Mm. So as for better or for worse, right, their existence and continued success is important because it trickles down mm. to everyone else in the industry. So if WWE for some reason were to fall and die, right, mm. can you really count on AEW to be the industry leader? Tell me. <laughs> no, exactly. You know, I was I had that very thought in my mind. Like I don't think AEW is up there yet. Maybe one day they will be considered like you know equals. But right now, like I don't see it. You're right. And if WWE does quote unquote you know, fold for whatever reason, all of a sudden, I think the pro wrestling scene will just die. Yeah, man. And then this podcast will just end also, bro. Hey, no, no, bro. You don't want it to not happen, right? We we will shit on AEW every episode then. There's still content out there. Oh my God. Okay. We speaking of other things, right? Uh, I think we need to also talk about the announcement that WWE just put out just a few days back mm. that SummerSlam this year, huh? Oh, SummerSlam is going to be held in a huge ass stadium with a 70,000 capacity, bro. Uh, yeah, in Las Vegas too. So uh, apparently they have the whole COVID situation under control. So good for them. Well, a weird twist of fate. The Floyd Mayweather match uh, with Logan Paul yeah. was held in Miami. Well, of course it's Miami. Of course. 70,000 yeah. capacity as well, bro. Huh? What? It was a well, full crowd. Yeah, you know, here's the thing, right? People are dying to go to an event. So the first few events are going to make money, money. Yeah, yeah. Maybe WWE is like, you know what? I just all out. Let's just have a COVID party. <laughs> <laughs> no, la. Big Bang. They they watch. They looked at AEW. They're like, okay, la, AEW did it first. So we don't, you know, uh, we don't be a leader in this sense, right? Mm-hmm. We let them, if anything fuck up, they were the one first ones to do it. But nothing they- fucked up. So they're like, okay, let's go. Okay, but how is WWE going to sell a $70,000 stadium given the, how shitty the quality has been <laughs> in the last couple of months? Bro, it, people are hungry. They can put on some god-awful like, matchups. People will still go. I guarantee you people will still go. That is some rumors, you know, mm-hmm. from the dirt sheets. Again, again, it's not confirmed. Don't, don't quote me on this. But this might be the time where WWE actually brings back Brock Lesnar as a box office draw. Right, right. Not only him. Uh huh. There's rumblings that John Cena is gonna make a return. Okay. At SummerSlam as well. 
Wow, they, they're not going to wait for WrestleMania. They just one-shot whack all. Uh. Two marquee matches. Bro, Region Stadium is like bigger than WrestleMania, bro. Oh, <laughs> like, in terms it? of like spectators, it's yeah. like WrestleMania level. Okay. They got to sell it out. Yeah, yeah. So, okay lah. It's like they missed the opportunity with WrestleMania. So, they're going to make it big. Like, make their returns on um, SummerSlam. I don't mind. Let's go. Yeah. Let's go, man. I mean, we as wrestling fans are just dying to be invested in the product. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it's been so tough. Obviously, the Hell in a Cell is coming up. And I think I posted this a couple of days ago that the only thing in WWE that's really keeping my attention is NXT. Thank yeah. God we have TakeOver coming up. Yes, yes. And there's something to you know re- really pay attention to. So um, are we willing to put a bow on this whole releases, rumor... Um, yeah, but I mean, I mean, I want to, I want to do a special shout out. Um, I mean, we let, let let's discuss like where each one of them should <laughs> end up with because we do not know where they will, but yeah. where they should. Should uh, okay, like Braun Strowman has already said he's not going to go anywhere, so he will go back to the farm and do some yeah. shit. So there <laughs> but we go. If mm. it was up to me, I think he should go to New Japan. What? Oh, somebody like the rumor mill is just going overdrive on this, right? So yeah. they're talking about how like, oh, Daniel Bryan also left. He might go to New Japan, and that's why WWE is talking to New Japan. If they sign a deal, they get both in New Japan and Daniel Bryan back. And I'm like, uh, okay, y'all, y'all getting a little bit crazy here. Yeah, I think they, they are just getting they just fantasizing. Really. Yeah, yeah, a little bit. Why? Okay, why would you want him to go to New Japan? And also Edison, what's up? How you doing, man? Yo, thanks for joining us, Edison. Um, well, for me, right. Braun Strowman feels like he can he can get back a bit of that monster aura if he was in Japan. Okay. For some reason, like it's a lot of big men that has done well in Japan, like historically. Mm-hmm. Um before <laughs> before Albert came back as Lord Tensai. Yeah, yeah. You know, he actually had a great monster run as in New Japan. Okay, hang on, hang on. You're fighting Brolison for the title. Bro, Um, you're breaking up a little bit. The uh, internet connection is a bit wonky. So, uh, in the meantime, let me read some comments here. Edison says, Braun Strowman, go and fight Logan Paul and get the bag. The money. Money. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Uh, I would love to see that, but yo, that's not going to happen. Yeah, man. Can you hear me, brother? Am I back there? You're back. Okay, so like like I was saying, like there's a lot of... um, monster runs that was held in New Japan. Lance Archer mm. rehabilitated his career in New Japan. And um, then came back to AEW and got shot on left, right and centre, but okay. Yeah, so like I said, like, New Japan was the one that rehabs it. Other promotions is the one that fucks it up. Like, so. I, I think Braun is just way too loyal. I, I have a feeling he just won't do anything until he comes back to the WWE. Yeah, yeah. I'm not saying that. Oh, okay. This is spe- uh, like I I think that it would be great for his career. Like sh- he should go. Yeah, you know if he wants to stay in wrestling, of course. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, okay. Yeah. So what about next? Uh- <laughs> Lana, the ravish AEW Lamy. Come on. <laughs> yeah, that's like a two second conversation, bro. AEW, yeah. obviously. Yeah, with her husband Miro. Uh, okay, Buddy Murphy. <sighs> Roh. Yeah, I feel like Buddy Murphy needs to go back to the Indies and like. Tear Be a up. star in a smaller promotion. Yep, yep. I think Impact Wrestling might actually appreciate someone like him as well. Nobody needs to go to Impact, let's face it. Yeah. Okay, fair enough. Uh, MLW? <laughs> sure, maybe? sure. Yeah, but ROH, yeah. I, I mean, I don't know what's been going on with ROH, but I feel like, yeah, he, what a waste, bro. He's so naturally talented. You know, he looks great. Yeah, the, the only issue is he can't promo. Yeah, yeah, that's true. That so, is true. I mean, that is a big issue. 
if you think about yeah. it so uh ruby riot uh that one this one to me is a huge waste because uh, you know like i loki you know i loki love ruby riot she's she's so unique she's yeah. one of the most unique looking wrestlers they have i would and... okay honestly i would love to see her go to AEW to try to you know beef up the women's division there yeah oh well she definitely has more personality than half of the people there already so that's yeah. like a win yeah um and i feel like there's so much untapped potential i think in wwe she never really got to shine nope not at all you know she's always been held back right squad was great for a time but kind of got old really quick riot squad was the vehicle to push Liv morgan let's face it and even and that she, didn't pan out should have been the morgan squad then yeah <laughs> but you know like okay ruby riot was the veteran anyway so yeah, I I see her either going to AEW or Impact. Yeah, I think I think somewhere where the women's division is taken more seriously. Though. Yeah, yeah. Uh, okay, Santana Garrett. I don't know too much about her, so I can't say. Uh, her NXT run is kind of forgettable, in yeah, my opinion. Well, absolutely so, like, forgettable. Yeah. Yeah, I think she needs to go back to the drawing board. Uh, maybe build up her reputation again in this. I don't think she's ready for hmm. the major promotions yet. Nope, nope. Uh, last one, Alistair Black very sad very sad like i want to see him on he is ready for a major show so i mean i guess aew makes sense but then you know what's going to happen when he goes to aew they'll feature him for like two weeks and after that he'll just disappear and you know she's just my issue like and i i think i mentioned it every single time on an episode in like recent in recent weeks mm. aew is starting to get really really bloated yeah like really bloated you know like actually I, I, that's WWE's problem. That's why they release so many people, right? Because they WWE is bloated with talent as well. I feel like either someone needs to step up and become the third big company in, in wrestling in North America. But the one that I think will be very, very interesting and very exciting, right? Mm. I honestly think Alistair Black going to New Japan. Yeah. Imagine his matches with Jay White. Yeah. Yep. Imagine he's this Lone Ranger that has a you know, has a match with Will Ospreay. I, I don't know. I just find his... He, because he's not really a talker. Yeah. Right? I think his stage presence and body charisma can set him apart in New Japan. Yeah. And his style works as well. There. Hard hitting. Yeah. A lot of strikes. Yep. Yeah. I, yeah. I will agree with you 100%. I think New Japan would be the place. And I would actually legitimately start watching New Japan again if he were to show up there. Like if and Bronze... he gets to be himself. Yeah. He gets to fight the way he does. Yes. Like, if Ron Strowman showed up at New Japan, honestly, I'd be like, maybe I'll watch one match and then I'll be like, uh, you, yeah, you just know? to see what it goes, right? Yeah, but if Alistair Black showed up and they gave him a prominent slot, I'd be like, oh, okay, I'm watching this shit. I kind of, dig I kind of like his indie name, Tommy yeah. End. Tommy End, yeah, sure. Interesting. Yeah, or maybe, I don't know. Just something very menacing about it. Or maybe he can go UK, NXT UK. <laughs> oh well, I don't know about that. Mm -hmm. uh, but so yeah, there you go. Those are the current releases. As we've talked about, like you know, Andrade showed up on AEW. Uh, Freaking Mark Henry, Big Show. Okay, so the thing is, right for AEW in August, they will have a new show. It's a Friday night show, AEW Rampage. So mm -hmm. with their bloated roster, at least they can spread it out. Now the question is, will they have exclusive show rosters? Or is it going to be like a WCW Thunder type deal where that's the B show and all the B talent goes and then they have Elevator and then they have Dark. So technically, okay, they have four shows now. Two YouTube, two on network, uh, on cable, right? Yeah. I mean, I just got a couple of questions. Is the TNT title going to be a TBS title? Nah. Or, or like or, you said. Well, the TNT title could remain on TNT and go to Rampage. 
Oh yeah. Oh, so Rampage is gonna stay in TNT permanently. Yes, Rampage will wow. be on TNT. The Dynamite. Dynamite is going to go TBS. Yes, Ty- Dynamite is the one going to TBS. So yeah, maybe there will be a second, a new secondary title showing up. Uh, that's there are, interesting. There are rumors of a three-person trios title. I think that's a terrible idea. You don't need that. I mean, they have so much factions that I think maybe they, they might be the only way to squad depth to actually do that. I suppose so. But okay, honestly, like who? They have the Jurassic Express. They have Inner Circle. They have the Pineapple. They have Dark Order. That's three, four. Best Friends. Best, okay, five. <laughs> they have Death Triangle. Do you mention oh, Death Triangle? Oh, God. Right, fine. Six. Bro, they, they got a lot. Uh, how many Dark Order, how many versions of Dark Order can they do? Two, I thought. Dark Order could be like two teams. So bro, that's... then there's, don't forget the Nightmare Family, oh, bro. Oh, fuck off. Oh, Nightmare and... Family, The Factory. We haven't even mentioned all the weird ass one like Joey Janela and Sonny Kiss. And like the fucking, like, I think got one more girl that yeah. hangs out with them. Uh, team Taz. Okay lah. Okay, 10. 10. Sure. Bro, 10 uh. factions. Uh. So like 10 times 5. Uh. Oh, okay. Hardy, family, office. Oh, 11, yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Bro, they have a lot. <laughs> Actually, it does make sense. It does, but it's like, uh, not, it's, it's so... Not saying that it's good. No, no, no. I feel like it would be so bloated and like, you, you know what I mean? Like, it's you're not going to make stars with a trio's title. There's a reason why a trio's title is such a rare thing in any organization. It doesn't make yeah. stars. The whole point of tag teams is to make stars. Or maybe it's just like a fun way of like, at least because, okay, obviously WWE is also guilty of having multiple six-man tag matches, right? Yeah, yeah. But maybe it's a reason to give them some stakes. Okay, now I have six-man tags, but oh, you can contact for sure. Obviously, you know what it's going to be doing? It's going to be like a whole bunch of tag teams plus one random guy. Yeah. <laughs> it's going to be like that. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, whatever lah. I mean, to be honest, right now there's a lot of excitement and buzz about in AEW because, you know, they are like doing all these awesome things. All of a sudden, WWE is releasing people and they're like, ooh, let's see who we have. I mean, they did, AEW did release a couple of wrestlers, but not, they didn't make it like a big announcement and I think the Dirt Sheets didn't really pick it up. Some of them were announced, yeah. but they, they weren't big names lah. So I know, I only know about Jimmy Havoc. Jimmy Havoc left because- because of the whole that one was a speaking long, out movement. Yeah, that was a long, long time yeah. ago though, wasn't it? It was a long time ago. But in terms of recent ones, that's the thing. It's like, if you leave AEW, it's not, it's, you're not gonna, you're definitely going to get picked up by WWE. Yeah, yeah. What means you think you're going for WWE? Uh, so Unless you cut out. somebody coming home. La. Yeah, you, bro, you cut out for a few seconds there. All right, sorry. Can you no hear worries. me now? Yeah, yeah, I can hear you now. So, yeah, I mean... Uh, it's an interesting time once again to see where this whole thing goes. Um, uh, I'm actually quite excited for the AEW product. Not gonna lie. I am curious to see like how the new faces interact. Mm-hmm. Like, okay, Ellie Delo, obviously, you know, if they treat him like a main event star, I think off the bat he can fight Kenny Omega. But he's you know, he's coming in hard as a heel. Yeah. So. Um, what the, what AEW is lacking is actually faces. Mm. So if they start pushing their Darby Allen, Jungle Boys, um, even finally give that so-called mini push to Christian to yeah. at least try the content for the title once. Yeah, yeah. Something lah. Yeah, yeah. There, there, there are gonna be fresh matchups lah. That, that's something that AEW has that mm-hmm. WWE might not have not right yeah. now. Uh, also, there are a lot of like very interesting connections if you think about it. You know, now that um, El Idolo is in AEW, I mean, uh, uh, his are they like engaged? 
Charlotte Flair? Yeah. Engaged. I engage. I mean, his fiance is in WWE. Can you imagine if one day Charlotte goes to AEW? The Flair legacy. Like, yeah, she has, she has a reason to. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And she um, probably has a big fat stonking contract as well. Yeah, I mean, let's. This is basically the wrestlers testing Tony Khan's water. Uh, see how deep his pocket really is. Yes, yeah. Well, I mean, his pockets are way deeper than Vince McMahon. So uh, well, he needs, he needs to prove himself, lah. Yeah, yeah. Well, well, first of all, stop booking. Anyway, uh, <laughs> uh, um, do okay. Looking at the list right now of people who have gone, we've talked about. I mean, okay, Velveteen Dream is the only one who hasn't really quite showed up anywhere else right yeah oh my god Velveteen Dream is such a wasted potential he's, he was my man he still is my man in a way in that I want to see him succeed yeah but, but he needs to take a couple of years off redeem himself start la. again you know? yeah. yeah Um. Tom Phillips will he be all elite and call the action with uh, Mark Henry well you definitely prefer him over uh, Jim Ross right at this point <laughs> uh, yes 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 I, I, I mean I don't know why he just doesn't get a lot of love or praise, but I thought he held, you know, his ground very well. If Tom Phillips is let off the leash uh, and yeah. being able to do his own thing, I think he might actually be a really good commentator. Oh, he is. I, I feel like he has been. I feel like he's been holding down Raw and he's got the shaft so many times. Like, the poor guy, right? Yeah. So, I, I think maybe if he gets picked up by AEW and they give him a decent slot to highlight, like a main uh, commentator slot, I think that's a good thing. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Yeah. And over on like uh, AW side, they need to stop rotating like people. Like Tony Schiavone, uh, JR, and Excalibur is one team. Stop putting Taz and uh, Excalibur or Big Show and Tony Schiavone. Like, you know, some of those combinations just really don't work. Yeah. And like, stop making your commentators all ginormous heavyweights. <laughs> You're making your wrestlers look small, you know? Uh, that's true. Huh? You got Big Show, you got Mark Henry, you got Taz. Yeah, fucking hell. And next thing you know, you got Braun Strowman. Oh Red my. Page. Fuck, stop it, stop it. Hey, uh, how you doing, Jason, man? Welcome, welcome to the stream. Thank you so much for hanging out. All right, we just talked about what if WWE were to sell. We talked about the releases. Let's talk about uh, something a little bit more concrete. NXT TakeOver in your house. Yeah, man, can't wait to talk about this. Um, You know what? Mm. <sighs> it's, it's weird because I kind of like... It, it has been of a little of a down period for a um, NXT actually, in my opinion. Um, ever since WrestleMania, yeah, yeah, they're sort of like restarting the feud, seeing what happens. And the thing is, okay, with all this like turmoil going on, NXT is just kind of cruising along. Like, okay, no, 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 they are in a, like a bomb shelter because they're kind of still the developmental of WWE. So, not a lot of these waves are affecting them, yeah, which is good. It, it almost feels like NXT's been on the back burner in people's minds. Mm-hmm. But they're low-key putting out good matches, good storylines every single week. So, okay, technically, we only know four of the matches so far. I'm sure they'll announce one or two more this week, right? But yes. what we do know now, Raquel Gonzalez versus Ember Moon. 
for the women's title. Uh, for the NXT women's title. Is Shotzi injured? I, I don't know. They, I, beat, I, I... they beat down Shotzi, so I guess... Here's, here's the problem. Like, here's the thing, right? Like, you're essentially recycling a former, former champion. I don't see Ember Moon taking the title back. So, yeah. this is essentially... Like, here's a marquee win for Raquel Gonzalez to beat a former dominant champion. Yeah, definitely. And to put more people in front of her yeah. so that she can beat and build up her momentum. But does it mean that the women's division is kind of stagnant right now? Like, there's nobody else for Raquel to beat up? I don't know, man. I feel like Dakota Kai eventually will be interesting. There's Frankie Mooney. To, to be fair, Dakota Kai has never been interesting. <clears throat> Except when she turned. Then she was interesting for about three weeks. I mean, <laughs> I'm a fan. I'm a, I'm a fan, in my opinion. But like, um, there's still Frankie Mooney, like I mentioned. Yeah. Oh, Kiwi. Yeah, yeah. Like for me, the Kodakai has never really stepped up in terms of her promos. Like there's, like in terms of a look, yeah, she's got a cool look when she turned heel. But now she's just doing the same thing every single week. To me, it's like, okay, show me something else. You know who? You know who took over? Surpassed who? Raquel Gonzalez. Ah. Started off as the bodyguard. Mm-hmm. And then became a main girl. Well, like, I mean, if they were trying to do a Shawn Michaels Diesel thing, let's not forget Shawn Michaels was an amazing performer and incredibly good on the mic as well. He stood out. He gave the shine to Diesel. You know what I mean? In this case, yeah. it's like, I don't think Dakota Kai gave any shine to Raquel Gonzalez. Raquel Gonzalez was just a dominant-looking and a dominant uh, champion. So in spite of Dakota Kai, she got over. Yeah. Not yeah. because of her. Yeah. Yeah that, yeah, that is why I feel anyway. Um, this match, to be honest, like I said, I don't see Ember Moon winning. It's just there for Gonzalez to win. And the Kotaka, I'm sure, will have something to do with it. So there you go. Sure. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Zaya Lee versus Mercedes Martinez. Tian Sha. So, okay. Zaya Lee, my main girls. Uh, you, you know, like this, this feud kind of... They, they're trying to give it the backstory, but it's only just kind of started a few weeks ago, right? But you know the backstory, right? Um. Well, I just know that Tiensha has supposedly been teasing that she's going to appear and like yep. she hasn't been appearing at all. Mei Ying, you mean the, the head of Tiensha. So Tiensha is the group name, name. the faction okay. name. Uh, Mei Ying and Boa. I mean, Mei Ying is the one with the face paint and everything. Well, I mean, who did uh, Mercedes Martinez beat in the very first round of the... Um, uh, May Young Classic. Lee, right? Yeah, so they are bringing that history back. Lah. You know, a, Interesting. A, a smart nod and like Zaya Lee, her last promo was like, oh, and she did it in Chinese. So with the subtitles, thank you. Stop making her try to speak English because yikes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but you can you can feel, like, even if you didn't understand it, you just read the subtitles, you can feel her emotion and everything. Like, you know, that was a disgrace. Um, you know, I'm a different person now. I need that win back sort of a vibe. So I can get it, get behind mm. it. But once this goes into the ring, we know that like, uh, Zaylee has been okay on in the ring. You know what I mean? She, she needs hasn't... time. La. She needs time. For yeah. So obviously this is another match that's like quite easy to call in that. You know that this is going to be making sort of a big debut. She's going to, I don't know, spray red mist, black mist, whatever the fuck. I'm curious to see how she performs or how she comes across. Is she going to be like the new Undertaker or some shit? Mm. I don't know. I am thinking she... I don't know why. I feel like she's going to have some kind of mist. 
it makes sense. Yeah. So, like, you know, it's an Asian thing. Apparently, all Asians have uh, green mist. Uh, isn't there, like, a whole... Okay, hang on. Uh, people in chat, I, I don't want to Google it. Yes, I will Google is. it if nobody knows. But there is, uh, like, the color of the mist has a different effect, right? In wrestling law. So, green mm -hmm. mist is supposed to blind. Uh, red mm -hmm. mist is supposed to sting, correct? Yes. It's burn, right? Red. Blue. Okay, so there's blue mist and black mist. So black is poison, is it? Black is like the, the, the highest level, the most yeah. level. Yeah. So I'm thinking for Meiying, it has to be black mist. Because green it's mist, like, we've seen from Asuka already. Yeah, it's like an end killer. Like once you cannot die already. Yeah, yeah. Or, or blue mist because it's at least... Different. Okay, what's blue mist? Oh, blue mist is confusion, if I'm not mistaken. It's not what? Pokemon, is it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Apparently, Asians got some glands in the throat that can generate the mist, Irvin. You're right. That's according to pro wrestling law. So my question is, blue mist is the one that generates confusion, right? So maybe blue mist. Then, then Mercedes can, oh, 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 and then act confused and shit. Man, <laughs> wrestling is so weird. <laughs> <laughs> no, but the funny thing is like, we buy into this bullshit, you know what I mean? Yeah. Okay, let me... Logan Paul, uh. Oh, yeah, obviously. Uh, let me Google... But that's the huge cash um, cash cow right now. Isn't Tyron Woodley going to find another Paul brother as well? Yeah, the younger one. Oh, God. And, uh, that one is going to be awesome because I, I can't wait to see Tyron Woodley just... Because yeah. that one's a heavyweight. That one's, like, legit. Like, I don't know if I told you this before, but I've seen Tyron Woodley. He, was, he came down to Singapore for some UFC thing, and he was training mm -hmm. at Evolve. This is when I trained at Evolve, right? And mm -hmm. I saw him in the octagon in the ring uh, with like one of the Thai guys who were holding pads for him. And every shot, every kick, every punch sounded like a gunshot. It's like, bro, like, look at you, look at Tyler, Tyron Woodley. He is jacked and yoked to the gills. And these poor Thai motherfuckers, they are like tiny guys getting destroyed. The pet, I'm like, well, wow, the pet gonna explode or not? Wait, I. Did they, did they survive? Like, did the Thai guys, their yeah, hands went out alright? They did, I'm, I'm just kidding, lah. You know, I'm exaggerating a little bit. But, um, okay, very quickly. Yeah, yeah, but Tyrone Woolley, I mean, he's a legit beast. Legit beast. Oh, he's a legit beast. He's a super nice guy as well, by the way. Uh, nice. uh, Irvin says, doesn't it prove that WWE was right for doing celebrity matches? Oh, yeah, 100%. They're 100% a draw, you know? Um, unfortunately... For the WWE um, employees, like they don't get the draw money. Only the celebrity gets the draw money, which kind of sucks. Like I don't yeah. think Big Show got an extra bonus for fighting Floyd, or you know uh, Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn didn't get extra because their uh, thing had Logan Paul in it. So uh, very quickly, I want to jump back to the mist colors. There's more than those that we mentioned, by the way. What uh, else? Okay, green mist obstructs vision. Red mist burn the eyes. Uh, Gangrel used a blood mist, which was different. That one, black. Huh? Uh, black said to blind the opponent for several weeks. Okay, there you go. So it's like a stronger version of green. Blue sends the opponent to sleep. Okay, there you go. <laughs> okay, so okay. it's a bullshit one. Yeah, uh, not blue. Hey, bro. Real one. Okay, yellow mist paralyzes the opponent. So like paralysis. Purple mist causes momentary distraction and memory loss. Purple. Yeah, got purple mist, bro. Wow. That's it. I want to see um, Tian Sha uh, Mei Ying use purple mist. This is like Mortal Kombat where all the ninja of all the different color palettes. Yeah, yeah got, and got different like powers and shit like that. Yeah. And I mean, the whole like uh, Mei Ying is, is very the like, Su Young vibe, right? 
Yeah, Suyang. that's what I was thinking. Like, is it Suyang? But it's no, not, no, no, right? no, 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 no. It, it, it's someone who's actually in uh, the NXT performance center. So, um, because they're kind of running on the same vibe. And, and Suyang uses a mist as well. So I'm thinking, yes, definitely a mist. I'm actually excited <laughs> for that. Yeah, I can't wait. I can't wait, bro. Mm. Uh, so there you go. that's the thing uh, okay the next one has more a longer feud this is for the million dollar leg mm. <laughs> hang on hang on hang on before we get to it Irvin just said something very funny you know who else in the WWE has a mist what transparent mist get over mist Triple H oh, <laughs> water uh, water mist yeah that one you spit uh, you will get yourself over nice um, not, not swallow uh, just spit what la way that one, the, the Cody also has. Uh, anyway, LA Knight versus Cameron Grimes for the million dollar legacy. I am kind of uh, kind of intrigued by this match, I to am. be honest. Yeah, I am as well. It's funny because like, it, it's sort of a very vague thing, you know, like the million dollar legacy. It's not really a, it's a neither here nor there thing. It's like, yeah. they're, it's like two young guns trying to seek some old veteran's approval. That's all it is, right? Because technically, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, in terms of a legacy, he has his son. Like, I mean... And his son was in Legacy, wasn't he? Ted DiBiase Jr.? If this was supposed to herald the return of Ted DiBiase, then it would be an awesome payoff. Yeah, yeah. But I don't know. I Okay, I think that it's... Uh, first of all, with Cameron Grimes and Million Dollar Man, those skits have been funny. So it's yeah. been entertainment. I've been sports entertained and all that. And then LA Knight comes in to top Xiao. Oh, you know, you should be my daddy. It's like the both of them trying to be his daddy. It's like... I don't... Okay, I understand it in that I understand the whole concept of I want to be part of this legacy, but at the same time, it's like, is he going to give you the million-dollar belt? Is he going to be um, your manager with... You know, you know, like, they haven't really explained that. I don't mm-hmm. think Million Dollar Man has said, I will be your manager. I will guide you. No, it's just like, both of them trying to suck up to this legend. That's it. It's, it's a very low-cut feud or mm. low-cut reason to feud, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So very stupid reason. I mean, it of course he doesn't beat uh Chris Jericho fighting with Kane. Hey, Chris Jericho fighting with, uh, William Regal for peeing in his uh <laughs> no, English tea lah. But like, okay, that one I would be pissed off if somebody peed in my tea and made and I drank it by accident. Of course, I'd be furious. So that one has a legit reason. This one is like two kids fighting over the approval of one guy. I'm money like, for the money. For no, here's the thing: they never say anything about money. Cameron Grimes is already rich. La Knight. May not be rich, but he's like, you know, like arrogant. Pulling and... off the Nick, not Nick Gage or Johnny yeah. Gage vibes. Like, I don't know if it's me, like, when I watch LA Knight and his promos, I don't know if he's doing a very good job or I just think he's not that good. But it, I, it... I get what you mean. I think he's not a good fit for NXT. <laughs> okay, you think that he should be on a bigger stage, like... Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. No, that- I think he was perfect at NWA. Oh. <laughs> I don't know why he left. <laughs> he's very regional type of wrestler, you know? Okay, okay. Like, I, you can yeah. tell that he's been influenced by The Rock 
and Austin with his cadence. But it's not rock. It's not Austin. He doesn't have the charisma, but he has... You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like everything is there, but it, it's just something is off. Either he's that the X factor, lah. Yeah, either that or he's really good at being a healer, and I just can't stand him. Maybe that's it. Maybe he's really getting under my skin. But I want Cameron Grimes to win this. So, Cameron Grimes, the most lovable guy in wrestling, so who wouldn't want him to win? Exactly right. Um, so I don't know. I don't know who's gonna win this, but I want Cameron Grimes to win this. So there you go. Yeah, let's let's stick with Cameron Grimes. Okay. Um. See, I don't know. Like I said, I don't know if they're adding one more match or maybe they're just going to keep this to like two and a half hours because the main event has five people in it. It and could last 40 minutes for all we know. Yeah, yeah I think it will. Is it an elimination match? Uh, No, it just says fatal five way. So the first pin four. Oh, okay. okay. Actually, it would make more sense to for this to be an elimination match, right? Yeah, I mean, does I mean, for time purposes, maybe it would. Mm. But again, like it's... I feel it's a bit of a clusterfuck, but also the talents are on hand are really, really good. Yeah. So, no, I, I, I'm conflicted. Yeah, I don't see these group of, this group of talents like screwing it up in terms of like, I'm sure everyone will have their moments because look mm-hmm. at who's involved, right? Uh, but before we get there though, where are the tag team titles? Where are the women's tag team titles? I think that match has to be added somewhere along the line. Where's the Cruiserweight title? Uh, yeah, yeah, actually... Uh, where's Escobar? <laughs> yeah. No, no, Escobar moves on already. Yeah, I know. I mean, like, I'm saying like, where's Escobar He's... in this NXT takeover? Yeah, yeah. I think maybe what they'll add is MSK versus... Um, Legado. Legado. And then Escobar will be in their corner. So he takes okay. a break. La. You know what I mean? Fair enough. And, I mean, Kushida, Kushida yeah. is the Cruiserweight champion. He doesn't have a match yet. Um, How's uh, that Swerve Scott and his, what, dollar dollar... <laughs> I don't know even what's the name of his faction. Hit row, hit row. I don't know, man. So okay, like I, I low key like obviously now I'm more interested in them because they have a gimmick, right? Yeah. And it's like this hip hop, like producer group, whatever. Uh, it's funny to see AJ, i.e. the big guy, like I like top dollar. It's funny to see him on WWE Most Wanted Treasures. Like, he's like such a fanboy, a nice guy. And yeah. then on NXT, he's like, yeah, hit row. He's really playing his gimmick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, they are very annoying and it works for them as heels. Yeah, the girl looks like uh, she can be like Jade Cargill if you will, huh? <laughs> yeah, she's like Red Velvet, Jade Cargill. Um, I don't know if she's had like a proper, proper match yet. Mm-hmm. So I can't say much about what she she's brings. new, right? She's not even like a previous wrestler repackage or what? Yeah, I don't think so. Yeah, she's definitely a new talent. So, um, I yeah, like where are they, right? Where's the tag team titles? So maybe MSK will have a new challenger come this upcoming NXT. We shall see. Yeah, but uh, I, yeah. I definitely think one more match um, will be added to this card. So, okay, let's jump to the main event. And also, also, before we get there, how about Index, bro? Index. Ah, hey, very sad. Uh. I feel bad for Dexter Lumis. Uh. I His this, heart cannot broken. Bro. Yeah, and he cried. Do you see or not? He cried. But I want the drop. One day, yeah, but I mean, it's Dexter. You know, he's <laughs> like this serial killer vibe weirdo. So it's like, wow. And then I love, also Referee Ryan, how are you doing, by the way? Thanks for dropping what's by. Up, what's up? I love how Wade Barrett is like, oh, what is all this like Twilight teenage bullshit? Whereas um, Beth Phoenix is like, oh my God, they should be like, I, I low-key love this shit. The like they are, ha- they are having fun with it, you can tell. 
Uh, not since Mandy and Otis have I rooted for a wrestling couple any other. Uh, and o- o- obviously, if when they get back, uh, they get together. I don't know how this will work, but it's going to play into the way. And then, you know, you'll have Candice LeRae like, oh, no. This Maybe it'll become up. like uh, SummerSlam where Randy Savage finally got back together with uh, yeah. Elizabeth. Yeah, yeah, actually, why not, Top right? Top of the century, why not? Yeah, this is like, you know, um, Julie, uh, 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 Romeo and Juliet uh, type story where the family... Or the opera. Yeah, the, uh, yeah. I, I think that's where they're headed to. So this will obviously lead to a feud between Candice and Indila when they do drop their women's title. Uh, wait, they are the women's champion, right? Yes, they are. On NXT. So there you go. They don't have a match. Curious, we shall curious. See. Maybe Dexter interviews or appears or whatever it is, yeah. but I just want to see him there. And then Index goes and kisses uh, Loomis and then they oh, lo- okay. lose the titles because of that. You never know. But um, I think what I like is it gave... Dexter Lumi is a bit of a character development in a mm. way that I didn't expect, but it's still is growing his character. It is. Difficulty says, I especially love Mama Candace and Papa John. I mean, it feels like Johnny Gargano, you give him whatever role, he can do it. He's yeah. he, he seems like he's having fun. Yeah, that's oh. great. And, and it's great that he's so established in NXT where he's like the yeah. veteran as yeah. opposed to trying to prove himself as he was years yeah. ago. Uh, also, talking about the men's uh, tag team scene now, you got MSK, you got Grizzle Young Veterans, you got Champa and Thatcher. Uh, Thatcher. So, I mean, immediately, there's another match right there. Right? It's stacked, bro. It's stacked. So why yeah. is there no match? Okay, I'm sure we'll find out on um, this episode. Yeah, upcoming episode still NXT. one more week of NXT. Bro, NXT is exciting. I enjoy the shit out of NXT. Like, right now, for me, WWE shows, it's NXT. Actually, no. It's the uh, um, biography. <laughs> the Dark bi- side of the ring. Dark, I... I <laughs> Kind of don't really watch Dark Side. I watch a few episodes if, like, you know, they are really if interesting. It's interesting, yeah. yeah. But, like, like, like the North Korea episode is like, I already knew the story because I listened to Eric Bischoff's p- podcast, right? Are you, are, you, are you ready to watch or have you actually watched the Grizzly one? Which one? The, the, the most recent one, the Jake Snake, uh, Jake oh my, the Snake Roberts oh, that one. That one I definitely want to watch. But okay, the, bro, you, oh, fuck, you need to watch that shit. But I already know his story because they yeah, have I, been I know documentaries. You know his story, but- yeah. Just to see it and with the actual people involved in it, mm. like Rocking Robin and all that. Yeah. Actually, it's going to be interesting. And this is a huge sidetrack, I know, right? But first of all, those uh, biography biography shows are killing it, right? Mm-hmm. I haven't watched Bret Hart. I definitely want to watch Bret Hart because I freaking love Bret Hart. Yeah. Um, Jake the Snake was on WWE Most Wanted Treasures, mm-hmm. which was very surprising because dude's on AEW. He's not doing jack all on AEW, but he's doing, you know... AEW, yeah. AEW. Like, to be honest... The most wanted treasures episode was more interesting than anything he's done on AEW. Okay, <laughs> but just watching these veterans, like the old school, I don't want to say like eighteen, like you know that era of wrestlers. I'm like, man, that I I know I I I don't want to be that guy who's like, oh, the old wrestling is better wrestling. But when they hit people, it looked like they hit people. Oh, you know what I mean? Like I swear, I I feel like I bring this up every week, but the current wrestlers look like they're just like. And then I, yeah. you know, like there's no snugness to it. Like when I watch a Bret Hart throw a punch, it's like, oh shit, was that real? You know? Um, uh, he's he was a master at his craft, and I think it's appropriate that his biography is gonna be the season finale. Okay, as, yeah. as he stands. So, yeah. um, what better way, man? Like Bret Hart, it was kind of before my time, but. Mm. He's still. I've read his biography, his seven hundred word freaking novel <laughs> twice. Um, I know everything about his life. Um, mm. I just thought. I just think that he is 
very relatable. He's a very human. Yeah. Like for all the superhero over the top characters of the 90s, right? Yeah. He's the one that is, you feel like such a human, relatable person, you know? And not only that, right? He's also such a, he loves the art. Like, as I think as a creative, like the, <laughs> as a creative that you and I both are, right? WWE creative? No. No, no, not WWE creative. But you know, like people in the arts, people who, you know what I mean? Like yeah. we can understand where he's coming from when he, you know, has certain issues and he had a lot of issues obviously with the WWE in terms of their direction. Like I can relate and I, I understand like where he yeah. came from, stuff like that. I mean, you know... Well, also his frustrations where he's trying to be a good guy but everyone just turned on him and everyone just fucked yeah. up. Like yeah, I yeah. feel that in a lot of, you know, how I deal with people as well. Yeah. Like, I mean, he... And he the way he got jaded is definitely something that I think all of us can relate to as well. So anyway, yeah. uh, the biography episode is out, right? I haven't watched it. I definitely yeah. am going to watch uh, it I later. was watching that instead of Jake or uh, Logan Paul and Mayweather. Much better. <gasps> Uh, oh yeah, a thousand million times better. Um, but okay. Oh, also WWE is doing like a countdown of their fifty greatest tag teams. Yeah, which is yep. very interesting as well. Like I was watching the first episode, and like I said, they showed a lot of like that old school, late eighties, early nineties tag teams, and everything just looked more snug. Like I, I'm, yeah. I'm like, why is it? What is up with today's wrestling where the punches look? Hokey. You know what it is? Fuck, what? man. Enough with the fucking collarbone bullshit sh- thing that looks like cock. Like, I hate it. Like, uh, bro, that's I, a new Japan thing, bro. I fucking hate it so much. It looks dumb. It looks dumb because we know you're pulling the elbow, right? And I mean, hey, I'm sure in New Japan they fucking hit hard. And it probably hurts if somebody else. But it's a stupid move. It takes too much effort. At that rate, when you know what I mean, it just looks hokey as fuck to me. I cannot deal with the new Japan elbow or forearm to the clavicle. That shit looks fake as shit to me. The reason why it's fake, right? I don't mm. think it's necessary even the punches or the impact. It's every time they hit and then they stay there, they take it and oh. then like, <gasps> <gasps> like, back. It's like an anime fight, lah. Yeah, but it's, it doesn't work, especially in the era of MMA. Which is, yeah. to me, very weird because the Japanese fans watch MMA, you know? And, and like, I don't know. I, uh, maybe this is the Americanized version of that Japanese thing and they made it a lot more, like, safe. I'm, I got into wrestling not because of the fighting style. I got into wrestling because of the characters. So, yeah. I... So, sometimes it's kind of thing that really just go over my head. Like, I don't really look at the stories. All I know is, like, if they are good... Or like they're comparing as the characters. Mm. I kind of like okay lah. I, I can really suspend my disbelief. Yeah. Well, yeah. okay, but only so much. You know what I mean? When they yeah. do phantom shots like that, that's when it all falls apart. Uh, Irvin says, "I thought it's because technically wrestling cannot punch face. Supposed to be DQ. Is it so in Japan? Because oh, in the WWE is you cannot punch with a closed fist, right? It open fist, so it has to be like it." it I must ask referee Ryan. Hey, referee Ryan, yes, please give us the rules. <laughs> oh my god, yeah, please. Uh, but the thing is, right, I've seen how Bret Hart give his working punches and stuff like that. Like, hmm. I don't know, man. If maybe it's the 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 partnership between the the one that hits and the one that gets hit. Yeah. But the way they snap their head, the way they react, like Undertaker react or Stone Cold react. Yeah. Like, I mean, it's top notch, no, man. But oh yeah, Bret Hart, freaking Chris Benoit, Kurt Angle. Eddie, that generation, like I feel like that generation, you know, of 
wrestler. You you tell me you watch a Chris Benoit match and you don't believe yeah. that he's beating the shit out of the other people. Yeah, exactly, right? So I don't know if it's just a fact of today's wrestling, they just want it safer. So if it's uh, if it's an issue of safer, then okay, I can get into it. But it can't, bro. It can't be an issue of safety. You know why? Mm. Then why the fuck are you doing 450 flips? Oh yeah, and all these crazy suicide dives. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, I mean, that's <clears throat> then there's the whole young pub indie bullshit stuff. Okay, and the, the <laughs> stop, stop it with the fucking elbow forearm to the clavicle bullshit. Okay, I, I, I'm gonna give, I'm gonna fucking give young buck some props. Okay, okay. you know why? Yeah. I actually bothered to download on Kindle mm. their book. Uh, did you say Kindle or Kindle? Kindle. Oh, okay, I thought you went on Tinder and downloaded it. No, no, no. <laughs> I I, it wasn't published for free on Tinder. Swipe right. <laughs> the, the, the problem is, right, bro, I fucking go Kino Kunia, right? I look at his book. I look at their book, right? Mm. $56. <laughs> Are you fucking Obama? You know what I mean? Even Kid- Obama, like $60 is a rich. Uh. Yeah, yeah, Kindle but how much? Kinda? Fucking sell it for... Okay, so... T- Thank God Kindle was only $12.99. Okay, thank God. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but <laughs> I, I rolled my eyes. I was like, this is a typical Young Bucks thing. Hey, you cannot get the Young Bucks to sign the, your Kindle. That's the problem. <laughs> yeah. Okay, but... Okay, here's why I give props. Because hmm. I really... Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me. What's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Thing that they succeeded in spite of like all the shit that we throw mm. at them, right? Mm. They've gotten it. They have gotten it by so many other people. Yeah, yeah. I completely forgot, uh, bro, that what happened to them in TNA when they were this tech team. They called uh, Vince Russo called them Ger- Generation Me. Okay. Were you watching TNA during this period no. when uh, Hogan and Bischoff was oh. in charge of TNA? That, uh, that, that weird ass period. No, not really. But I heard it was a clusterfuck, lah. Yeah, it, it was a complete clusterfuck. Um, Vince Russo looked at the two of them, look at this skinny fuck, say that okay, you guys look like skinny pricks, we're going to call you Generation Me. Because you guys represent all the typical like, me, me, me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and they literally, and they were dressed like Teslas, like, you know, trying to look like the rockers and stuff. Hmm. They actually got mentored by Marty Genetti in oh. the mid-2000s. Okay, okay. Like when they were running their own home promotion, hmm. so-called backyard wrestling promotion, right? They actually managed to get, invite a couple of like legitimate wrestlers to come and help them. Hmm. One of them was... um. Obviously, Martin Genetti and Martin Genetti actually put in a good word to for them to Shawn Michaels. Oh, and, and here's a crazy story that I read from the book that in 2007, I think, um, and there is actually footage out there, bro, on YouTube. Mm-hmm. Um, they got called out for a couple of dark matches on SmackDown. Yeah, yeah. Um, um, I've seen uh, it. I can't. I think it's Matt Jackson, the elder brother. He actually was involved in a squash match with the Big Show on SmackDown, <laughs> a last man standing match. And his only thing that he did was he took a huge ass choke slam through the table. Yeah, yeah. So when I look at the comments, actually, it's like, wow, did Big Show just choke slam his future boss? <laughs> yeah. So, but but the funny thing was the story behind it was right after that, um, I think the wrestlers saw that he could take a good bump, um, mm. he could sell, which is interesting. But he, yeah, apparently he got sell really well, and Shawn Michaels actually took him to to Johnny Laurinaitis and say that okay, 
I vouch for these kids. Marty had great words for them, and anyone who is uh you know um a fa- um, Marty is a fan of is I I I will vouch sure. for them. Yeah, yeah. Problem is uh for their tryout match, they can only do it before SmackDown. Mm. So like when they met Shawn Michaels, he was on Raw, right? So like they stayed for another day or what, and then they went to the SmackDown taping. But when they were there. John Laurinaitis basically don't bother shit about him. Oh. So the only reason like he even like listed at that point was because Shawn Michael was the one that gave the good word. Mm. But because Shawn Michael wasn't there, like like they, they hecked yeah, yeah. La. yeah, so just let him go. I'm surprised they didn't look at them and think, oh, this is Hardy's 2.0. Yeah, I was surprised because that's... But the funny thing is Vince Russo saw that exactly because they say like, okay, you guys look like skinny fox, can call you gener- generation me, but I don't want you to look at like the rockers, I want you to look more like the hardy boys. Go to Hot Topic, buy a bunch of fishnecks, bandana. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they literally did the hardy boys gimmick. But then, this is something that I completely forgot until I read the book. Okay. They actually got some heat early on in their career during this TNA run mm-hmm. because they never shook the hands of the veterans. Oh my God, yes. So like the, um, apparently Rob Van Dam kind of like leaked it on like the dirt sheet and say like, oh, that's, you know, some of these young people do not know how to respect their veterans, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. But, uh, so Matt was striking from his point of view. The, the the thing is, it's not that he he never shake the hand. He would have shake the hand. It's just that, uh, like, because at that point in time, RVD was the TNA champion. Yeah. And he was like basically the top guy. He was always in his own world, in his locker room. He's probably smoking weed and shit, <laughs> you know? So like, it's not that they didn't look, uh, they didn't say no to shaking his hand. It's just that he was never around, oh. you know? So, but I think the implication Hardy boys, uh, Rob Van Dam felt was that they as a young guy should seek him out, mm. introduce himself, themselves and like shake the hand. So like for but then obviously the dirt sheets took it and like spitball it and like it just grew into this whole thing where oh uh young bucks are disrespectful to veterans in the sport. Mm-hmm. Then right after that, a few weeks later, when they were doing a um they, they got fired from you know uh, in TNA, TNA because yeah. they were making a lot of money. Yeah, yeah. TNA actually cheated them from a lot of their money. They only paid them like hundred. So okay, the cool thing about their book, right? They're very open about how much they earn at every step of their career. Mm-hmm. Um, and how like certain promoters cheat them of their money, that kind of shit. So when they sign up for TNA, um, both uh the both of them just had their first kids, mm. and they were still struggling to you know to 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 get paid fully in wrestling lah. So they thought TNA would be their big break where they'll be stable, right? Yeah. But TNA only paid them hundred dollar per match, and they had to pay for their own flight and accommodation. Shit. So, there were certain days where they actually fly to Orlando, wait the whole day, and then they say, hey, okay, uh, we've got no time or no match for you. Oh, okay. So, they were losing money. So, yeah. they were actually dirt poor and they were like living on beans right. and shit. So, when they got fired, they literally, they literally think like, oh, where, so they, where are we going to go after this, right? They, they had to make it. Lah. So, that's how they started this whole indie shit. They started... Yeah. Essentially, they, they are the ones who started pro wrestling tees. They actually went back to WWE to try, you know, to get a job again. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. this time, you know what they have? What happened? They never introduced themselves to Booker T. Ah. Then Booker so, T said they reiterated, like, oh, you know what? I met these kids that RVD said, and yeah, they didn't shake my hand. Okay, la, So uh, essentially, it boils down to they are disrespectful shits, lah. No, they are not. That's the thing. The, the, are they? Lot, so basically, a are lot of the shit that happened is just like bad timing. Bad timing is like really. But the thing is, the internet blew it out of proportion. Mm. So, okay, what make them dickheads, right? Disrespectful shit in the end was, they reach a point where they try to be nice, they never get noticed. And then they never intend to hurt people 
people take them the wrong way and then mm-hmm. call them disrespectful shit. So instead of trying to go against and try to be a Cody and try to justify the promo, they just embrace it. And you know what? If you guys think that we don't shit, we just gonna go. So okay, hang on. So that, that way, essentially, way. what their run is right now is essentially what happened in their entire life, ah. Uh. Because yeah. they tried to quote unquote do the right thing and it just fell flat on his face. So now they're like, let's be dicks and it's working for them. Yeah, which is funny, right? It's like yeah. whatever we hated about the young bucks, they completely embrace, embrace it. And they just fuck it. Like, like how we always complain that they just do flippy shit and just do 10 million super yep. kicks, right? And then they purposely do more. Yeah, they purposely move just to piss people off. Yeah, la, yeah. La. <laughs> and for some reason, like their marks or their fans embrace it. They love it because everything that is traditional about wrestling, then they spit on. Like for example, what they like to do, they always like to steal other people's gimmicks. Yeah, yeah. The two suit gesture, yeah, yeah. all the NWO shit. Like that is a no-no in wrestling. Right? You can't mm. take people's moves. Right? So they, they just take it. They fucking do a tombstone as like a setup move. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know that kind of shit. So the, yeah. basically they are literally anti-authority and that created their fan base. Lah. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, yes. like, they essentially are uh, this... Uh, I don't want to say they, they are the wrestlers for this generation of yeah. of, of people who are like yeah fuck snarky, snarky. yeah yeah and, and I think the reason why they became like that is because they just weren't accepted mm. by the, the, the traditional norms mm-hmm. but the funny thing is was when they got really really big so ROH they signed apparently the biggest independent contract in um, wrestling history with ROH mm. where they were making same amount as like some of the normal uh, mid-cut level uh, you know, wrestlers in WWE. Right. Actually, before they... So, ROH didn't want to give them creative control for their storylines. Sure. And they wanted it. So, they thought like, okay, they can renegotiate a new contract with at least a bit of creative control because even at that point, they did not have creative control. They actually helped to bring in a lot of interesting ideas like the feud with the Hardy Boys. Hardy Boys, yeah. Yeah. Um, and they had that ladder match right before Hardy Boys returned to mm-hmm. WWE. So... Mm-hmm. You know, they were quite integral in ROH becoming popular again. But ROH didn't see their value. Mm-hmm. So, they tried to reach out to WWE and to see their street value. They just want to know what is their street value. Yep. To see whether it's worth it to stay with ROH. Mm. So, Triple H was very honest and they, they gave a lot of credit to Triple H because they said that Triple H really wanted to, them to come. Okay. And gave them, like Braun Strowman, a million dollar contract. They would have been the first ever... Uh, tag team in history to be signed on a multi-million um, downside guaranteed deal. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, obviously Tony Khan came into the picture, right? Oh, yes. Yeah. But Tony Khan gave them, More. didn't give them million dollar contracts, mm-hmm. but the only difference that they gave them was the ability to, you know, to create, to be, to have creative freedom. Yeah. The, the, what was it? JR always talks about the, the three C's. It's mm. either cash or creative. Oh no, the two C's. Cash or creative. Yeah, cash Those or creative. Those are the two reasons, right? Yeah. Yeah. Even, Triple H even tried to kowtow to them, you know, and what they say, like, we will treat you like stars from the get-go. We will even give you a three-month clause where if you feel like, you know, the creative is not what you think, you can leave after three months. Oh. That was how much, you know, that he was willing to bend over backwards right. for him. Because at that point in their career, they were making more money from their merch mm. than any other wrestling wrestler, including WWE. Like yep. because they had their own direct deal with hot to- uh, with hot topic, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and pro wrestling teams was essentially created on their backs. Yeah. So 
I mean, they they were literally living the DIY life where they are successful without the prom- big promotions. Mm. So I think that DIY culture and like I don't give a fuck is the thing that brought them to the dance. Right. I think that's why AEW was such a natural option. Fit. Yep. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think that's the most positive stuff we've ever talked about the Young Bucks on this show. <laughs> yeah, I, I have to give them credit because I, I, I didn't want to read that book because I got so pissed off by the price. Oh, God. But I gave it I gave it a chance and you know what? Like, I, I mean, I have to respect their, their hustle. They, if nothing else, they, they sure. hustle their way to where they are. Sure, sure. Okay, yeah. let's get back on point now to uh, NXT, the main event. Here we yes, go. Yes, the main event. Okay, Fatal 5 way for the NXT Championship with your champion, Karrion Cross who by the week is boring the shit out of me. I'm sorry, <laughs> la, but is anything that he does like interesting? Uh, having Scarlet beside him is interesting to me. Yeah, if that's all there is, that's not a good thing, right? Like, yep. and, and the thing with his gimmick too is like, it's like by the week, it's getting watered down. It's less of a doomsday TikTok. thing. It's more of a, I'm just a random badass. I miss Finn Balor, bro. Yeah. Dude, Finn Balor just commands your attention. You know what I mean? He just stand there yeah. pointing at you like that. Wah, 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 wah. Maybe it's the thirsty abs. Anyway, Karrion Crowd, like even Adam Cole, when Adam Cole came into promo on NXT against yes. Karrion Cross, I'm like, Adam Cole just took away all of um, Karrion Cross's heat. Adam Cole just shit on him in that promo, man. He yeah. killed it. Yeah. And it was like, oh, okay. Yeah, I, I, I root for Adam Cole. Like who... <laughs> This bald guy with making angry faces doesn't look natural. Like Adam Cole exudes it. You talk about X Factor, right? You talk about the intangible. There you go. And right now, Cross, for whatever reason, doesn't have that intangible. Yeah. They're trying to give it to him. They're trying to figure it out. It's just not working for me. Uh, Adam Cole, Kyle O'Reilly. Kyle O'Reilly is another guy who is like, they're trying to push him, but I don't see it also. Like yeah. he's, he's like the work rate guy. He's very vanilla. La. That's yeah, the problem with him. Yeah. Like, even, like, they try to sort of repackage. Like, he's wearing a bit more, like, jean vests and stuff. I'm like, it's still boring. Uh, mm. Pete Dunn is another guy who, like, immediately you look at him. Okay, he's a badass. Well cut. Yeah. Well cut, yeah. Uh, and Johnny Gargano, I mean, he's the funny heel guy now. The thing about Johnny Gargano is I feel like this is not his level right now. Like, I mean, not that he's not a main eventer, Mm-mm-mm. but I think he he got, I think he can carry the brand by telling his story with the way yeah, yeah. defending his North American yeah. title. No, he's there solely for the fact that he is an amazing performer and he will, yeah. like, as a performer, make this match better. I get what you mean. Mm. Um, Do you think mm. Karen Cross will retain? Like, I think that if they took the title off of him so fast, it just shows that they are, they, they, they see what I see. Well, yeah. Uh, I or yeah. rather, I see. I'm like in line with what they might see that Karrion Cross is not really carrying the ball. Yeah, I get what you mean. But I feel like <laughs> they should give Karrion Cross one more chance. chance. Yes. Yeah. And so this, like, literally, will be his chance. Like how he fares in this match. It's gonna. It's gotta have to be a dominant win for Karrion Cross here. There was this one comparison with Karrion Cross that some people were making online that I mm. felt like if they portray him in this way mm. I think he can still come across as this badass dominant champion yep. um, they were talking about you know this one one part of like one of the uh, two weeks ago or what where everyone was trying to take down Karrion Cross in the ring yeah like everyone double team or team up to get a gang out on Karrion Cross mm-hmm. and it took like multiple moves just to get him on his knees mm-hmm. it reminded a lot of people of that scene when uh, every, Everyone of the Avengers was trying to bring down Thanos in uh, that moon. 
So planet thing? essentially, in the moon planet thing, essentially what you're saying is we need to portray Karrion Cross like Zeus. Or like a, like this impenetrable god that to just get him down on his knees takes so much effort from the rest of them. Okay, I, I think maybe you didn't get that reference for the older wrestling fans who remember Zeus. That oh, was, Zeus. Don't hold bad Zeus. No hold bad Zeus. Where he literally was like, he just stood there and nobody could, he no-sold lah. Basically, he no-sold everything. Mm, I mean, but in in the way that doesn't make everyone look like jackasses lah. <laughs> well, I mean, if you think about it though, Karen Cross, size-wise, like if Adam Cole, Kyle O'Reilly, Johnny Gargano tried to like punch him, like I could buy him shrugging it off a little bit. He has didn't the he, size. Didn't he destroy like Champa in his debut match? Yeah, kind yeah. of debut. He, he also like yeah, but that kind of gave him that his mm. allure. I don't know like uh, chat. If you want to weigh in, please do. But do you feel anything <laughs> from Karrion Cross right now? You know, <laughs> like he has a hot girlfriend who writhes around. That's about it, right? Well, man, it's tough. It's tough because I always felt that the one that carried their duo was actually Scarlett. Mm. Scarlett even doesn't have to do much, right? But actually, when she talks, she's a great promo. Mm-hmm. She got a great stage presence. I think Karrion Cross is just the guy at the back. She's like with the eyes popping up. Yeah, so he yeah he just like he yells a little bit. He like pretends to be very angry, but like I said, the second Adam Cole went in there to promo against him, I was like, oh, wow, <laughs> die, die now, die. Yeah, it's like all his flaws freaking just were yeah. exposed. But that's great. Like that that how he bounces back from that. Mm. I think will prove the measure of him as a champion. <sighs> like right now. The, the thing with NXT and maybe like w- that's why when we talk about how NXT is sort of like um, in some weird way I, I don't want to say in a holding pattern but like there's not a lot of big buzz it's because mm. your main champion is not a draw like all yeah. the like you know mid card lower mid card all those um, uh, feuds are fun and exciting and interesting but your main guy is not drawing yeah and, no, I, see. Yeah, and I, do, I don't think Raquel is that huge draw either you know she's a dominant champion but she's not a main draw maybe like, that's why the NXT is kind of in a downturn yeah, because like yeah. the champions are not that compelling yeah like if you okay if you imagine you had Car- uh, Karrion Cross as champion and men's champion but you had Io Shirai fresh like you know in a feud with Rhea Ripley as the women at least there's your main event scene yeah. right there's something wow really exciting to watch whereas the other title can take a back seat but right now both of their main titles men's and women's are sort of like eh. so you're saying that yeah and still pulls up good matches and mm. like it's a it's a well well scripted wow. show yeah wow machine yeah it's just that right now you know, just they're just the particular champions doesn't interest you yeah um Irvin brings up a good point no crowd hard to get people behind them perception is reality that is true but like, okay, I'm trying to imagine then like, let's say Karrion Cross in the ring with lots of people, right? Mm. I still don't buy it. Like, nothing that he has done has really stood out other than the first few weeks. The Like, it's like a lot of, you, you know what it's kind of like? It's kind of like the Justice League movie. There was a lot of like, oh my God, you know, this, we can expect like big name. This, the trailers make it look amazing. But then you watch the movie itself, it's like, okay, O'Neal. Yeah. You, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um. Again, lah. It's the it's a character driven show. As much as mm. WWE wants to say like, oh, it's all about the, the WWE, the company itself, but it is the characters that drives the yeah. show. No, it's true, lah. I mean, I, I, you can't doubt that NXT 
has propelled a lot of wrestlers that may or may not have been main stars anywhere else. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, and because, it's been proven, right? Yeah, yeah. The NXT audience is very, like, they are re- they will really support their men and women. So I do get that argument. But yeah. that aside, Karrion Cross just doesn't bring it through for me. Like this, like I said, when you compare Karrion Cross to a Finn Balor, when you compare him to an Adam Cole, it's like, oh, it's immediately night and day when they promote. Yeah, I don't disagree, bro. And uh, I'm still waiting for Karrion Cross to give me a statement performance. You mean yeah? Oh. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yes. That creates a yuck statement. Yeah. Uh, I and I think this might be the one law where he like demolishes everybody. So it's do or die. Yeah. I'm I'm pretty sure in this one, Karrion Cross will just well demolish Cole O'Reilly, Dune, <laughs> and Gargano, and everyone's just gonna sell like a motherfucker for him. Just Let's to, hope so. Let's yeah, hope so. Put him over. So, um, at least there's something exciting to look forward to. Hey, this weekend. Yeah, yeah. this weekend. Is this uh, uh, AEW on Friday or Wednesday? AEW is going to be on Friday for the next couple of weeks because of the NBA playoffs. Oh, actually, it's very smart, you know. Very smart. Now that they're, they're getting people conditioned to Friday, then when Rampage comes along, it's like, oh, okay. It's Friday normal night. La. Yeah, it's normal. Hey, you know what's another smart thing that they do? Mm. They start their show at 10 p.m. Ah. When SmackDown finishes. That's actually going to be very interesting, right? Because obviously now, it's not direct competition. So you don't have to worry about trading ratings and stuff like that. So now, after people are done with the high of watching SmackDown, they're like, okay, can watch a bit more wrestling? uh." Boom. Maybe that's, yeah, that's smart of them. (laughs) Mm. But the thing is, a lot of people were talking about AEW on Friday. What happened in AEW more than what happened on SmackDown? Yeah. Smack. So, uh, yeah, like WWE, I think because of all these movements backstage as well, they're probably all also kind of in a holding pattern. But we'll have to see, you know. Yeah. Uh, give it a few weeks, see what pans out, what, you know, boils out in terms of the rumors and innuendo. I hope that right now, obviously, it's expected after the WrestleMania, there's always a down period, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, and we are, actually, we should, I should consider ourselves lucky this year because mm. during this down period, we suddenly have all this bunch of awesome documentaries yeah, yeah. and stuff. So at least that's great. But we hope that as the summer chucks along, like, we want to get invested in current product. Mm. Uh, so Irvin, give us a reason to. Irvin brings up a good point. The problem, though, is people don't watch till 12 midnight, so they front load the show. Well, then again, Knowing AEW's audience, right? They are very diehard loyal. So you'll have your diehards watching all the way till 12. Yeah. So yeah, you're right. They will probably front load like the 11 o'clock hour or 10 o'clock hour, 10 to 11 will be all like the best shit. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we shall see. We shall see. I, I just hope that, you know, um, <laughs> the storylines continue to be inter- interesting. <laughs> uh, one more thing. One more thing that Irvin brought up and I, I completely forgot about it, but I remember this from last week's um, AEW, right? You know what the main event was? And this goes to the whole front-loading of the show. It was Dustin Rhodes versus Nick Camarado. I remember that because you know what I did? What? I I was watching, like, I was interested in it. And then the main event came, I (laughs) fast-forward. I was like, fuck it, I don't care. Oh, dear God. I mean... That might might be the way, actually, moving forward. If Dustin wasn't a draw in 1996, I don't think he would be a draw in 2021. Oh, I'm sure Goldust was a draw at some point. But, I mean, the point is, it'll be interesting to see how they book 
AEW Rampage or the upcoming um, Dynamites as well, if they do it at that time, right? Like, yeah. uh, just putting all the happening stuff in front and then the end is like, oh, and your main event, Joey Janela versus <laughs> the <shit>. Dark Order. <laughs> Talk about an uh, outsized uh, like spread of like your competition, man. I yeah. know it's going to be weird. Uh, but okay, you know, Nick, after we're going to review next week, uh, take over in your yep. house mm-hmm. and next week the week after we'll actually be telling a cell oh yeah 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 then we'll, ha- we'll preview it we'll review it and stuff like that so lots of stuff like here's the thing there's always something to talk about in pro wrestling and that's what we love about this yeah. sport well, uh, you know every every Monday like every, I mean whether for better or for worse like we, we, there's, 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 there's no week where like hey bro there's nothing to talk about boring yeah like. no, like, no there's always like, something to talk about the, the thing about wrestling is we can and even even if there's nothing to talk about, we can watch some old shit and talk reminisce about the good days. Like mm-hmm. watching this uh, top fifty tag teams uh, thing that the WWE has out, right? It's made me want to watch like nineties wrestling suddenly, mm-hmm. like early nineties. So just like some of the uh, legendary tag teams in the era. Like. Yeah, just let's just watch like fucking like old school Bret Hart matches or Do old it, school. Bro. Keep want- your love alive. Bro, bro, bro. We should find one day we do it on Discord, like our own little private watch along. Mm, uh, and then just get your whoever your fans for your Twitch to come over. Yeah, yeah well, and all of us here on, you know, the Kick to the Gut family as well, you know. Just because... and I, I, Like, I would love for it to be like a match you've never watched also, bro. Like, not your era type match. Just sure. to see, like, you know, just... Ah, it's, it, it was just... I'm just talking about those snug punches and it just looked more real. Anyway. You know one match I've never watched in its entirety? Mm. Uh, Bret Hart. Bret Hart and Mr. Perfect from 91. SummerSlam. I've Bro. always heard about it but I never watched it. Bro, let's do it. Let's do yeah. it. I, I think we did a watch-along of SummerSlam in London, right? Yeah, in yeah, the yeah. Yeah, yeah, we did. I think we so. Did, yeah, we did one in one of the seasons. Yeah, I haven't watched some of the classic Bret Hart matches. Yeah. Wow, this yeah. Bret Hart appreciation all of a sudden, huh? Of course, bro. Guys, better watch A&E biography. Bret yes. Hart is out. Absolutely. Uh, if you want, I can send you the the, <clears throat> the link. Ah, okay. <laughs> well, that aside, everybody, thank you so much for watching, uh, hanging out. And if you're listening to the podcast after the fact, thank you for downloading the podcast as well. As always, on uh, Instagram, on Facebook, on YouTube, follow us, drop us a like, kick to the gut. Anytime you want, slide into our DMs and, you know, chat with us about wrestling. We love to talk about wrestling. I can't wait to uh, talk about In Your House and I'm looking forward to what AEW is going to talk about. Also, mm. another biography is coming out on Vice that is not Dark Side of the Ring that I'm looking forward to which I posted today. Mm-hmm. China. So China. Yes, the eighth wonder that, of the world. That's going to be interesting. Wait, she's the ninth or eighth? Ninth. She's nine. the ninth. Nine. Eight, eight, eight was Andre. Andre the Giant. Yeah, yeah. There you go. Uh, <gasps> oh, okay, dear. everybody, have yourselves a good Monday. Um, and well, take care of yourselves. Yeah. Yes, uh, it's Mr. Young, and it's foreign in the building. Have a good day. See ya.